Manchester United. Can they find something here? Big chance, Barisha! He's done it again! And it's a goal! Unbelievable! What about this? Dylan Piraeus, his first touch of the game! Sanchez! Western United do claim the three points! And Diamante again! Oh, he's done it! Twice! He's chipped a keeper! Presented by Simmons. It's the Green Room on FNR, Football Nation Radio. Oh, it's always a big G up when we hear that music, isn't it, Nick Hughes? It is. I absolutely love it. All those old commentary lines. Feels like, uh, well, feels like it's time. It's time to come back. Absolutely. And it is time for the A-League season to finally kick off after a serious drought. Uh, the off-season, one of the longest in world football. We've been waiting for so, so long. But coming up, a marquee fixture on a Saturday night in Geelong, the Westgate Derby against Melbourne Victory. What a game to kick off the year. Oh, it's it's going to be huge. So, so exciting. Uh, it's it's one of the longest off-seasons in, in all of sport, let alone, you know, Australian sport that we have for, um, for our domestic football competition. And to come back with a bang... Western United Melbourne victory. There's been some some classic games already in the first couple of years between the two teams, and uh, I'm sure this one will be no different. So many storylines, two new coaches, loads of new players. Um, uh, lo- looking towards a, a sellout for uh, obviously what is a 50% uh, mm. capacity GMHBA stadium. It's it's going to be huge, uh, and you know both both teams probably need a response from last season as well. So they'll be they'll be looking for a big early three points. Absolutely raring to go. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show tonight, uh, you can comment below on the live streams. We'll be monitoring those, or you can call us. Our talkback lines are double nine double four double nine double nine. And the show is, of course, proudly presented by Simmons Homes, the great Australian builders, and the lovely front of shirt sponsors, as you can see in the background there. Now. I'm Josh, he's Nick, we've got a massive guest joining us. Dylan Wenzel-Halls signs for the club this season from the Brisbane Raw after making quite an impression in the last couple of campaigns. And he joins us now. Dylan, welcome to the Green Room. My pleasure, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about uh, your journey to get to Melbourne, to get to Western United. Who did the pitch come from? Where was the first contact and and what appealed to you about the, uh, the opportunity? Um... Going back uh, probably a year ago, Weston tried to get me on loan um, to come for the season. Uh, that fell through. Um, but, you know, the the ambition the club has, um, being such a young club as well, being a part of something, you know, quite brand new was such an attractive, appealing, you know, thing to me. Um, and, and also to come and play with quality players in which, you know, Weston's possessed over the last few seasons. John Aloisi has been a big influence in your career, signing you to an A-League club after you tore up the MPL in Queensland. Is that a big motivating factor as well? Yeah, of course. Obviously, you know, he gave me my, my first uh, opportunity to play professional football, so I was always going to be grateful for that. And to join up with him again, um, you know, is fantastic and exciting. You know, he's always played an exciting brand of football, um, a clear sort of structured um, you know, philosophy, which is, um, is always important. You know, everyone knows their roles. So, yeah, I'm excited to get going and for the season to start. We spoke, uh, I remember, fairly, uh, fairly soon after you'd signed about um, how you really felt that, you, uh, that the club really wanted to, to sign you and, and that was a, a motivation for you that you felt 
uh, yeah, really wanted by the club. Now, having had a few months of of training, how have you felt that sort of develop? How has, has the squad embraced you? I think good. Obviously, um, you know, changing teams can be difficult. Um, you know, having a you know a good change room and good you know bunch of friends at Brisbane, um, and leaving that to to, to Western is um, you know it was an easy transition. The boys are fantastic. Um, I get along with everyone quite well. Um, I think um, you know they've they've welcomed me and obviously been so generous and nice. So off the field, we've got a really good group. I think everyone uh, everyone gets on well and, and clicks, and um, you know that makes it so much easier to play football because you know when you get a well get on well off the field, it you know yeah it makes it easier out there and you work for each other. But um, I'm really enjoying it um, on the field. You know it's, it's a fantastic team. You know you got the likes of Kilkenny, Diamante, you know, you got Payne, Walesy out wide, Rizzo, he's a beast. So to play with, you know, good players like that, I think we're, um, you know, we're building something, you know, special and, um, but, you know, off the pitch, yeah, look, I get along with the boys really well and it's, um, it's been an easy transition. Something that we were talking about on our A-League, uh, league-wide preview rather last night was uh, your relationship with uh, a kind of target player who you can play into the feet to and, and some of your best football at Brisbane last season came when Scott McDonald was up front and you can exchange those quick passes with him and run off him. Have you been starting to develop that kind of relationship with a guy like Priovic who, who will present for the ball like that with his back to goal? Yeah, obviously touching on last year, I think, you know, my best football did come with Scotty Mack playing with him. You know, he was fantastic. Ball goes into him and I could sort of just play in and around him and, and off him. So that really helped. And, you know, once he left, I, I think I missed him a lot, but um you know, Alex is, is a big boy. He's huge. You know, he's a target man. So, you know, that's the plan to run off players like that. Obviously, you've got Deer as well, feeding balls in um, in behind and, and to Alex as well. So, yeah, I think those relationships will come, you know, the more I play with Alex and, and the more, obviously, we train. He's only, um, you know, just joined us recently. Um, but, yeah, for sure, I think some of my best football does does come with that. How's the the competition for places been early doors in training uh, obviously, we know there there weren't too many opportunities for friendlies. We've we've now had the first game or competitive game in, in the FFA Cup over the weekend. It's a squad stacked with talent. Uh, you're you're a versatile player. You can play through the middle or out wide. How is that? You know, five, six, seven player contingent. Um, you know, showing into training every day and, and really competing with each other for for those starting places. Yeah, it's massive. The squad depth is, I think, that's something we've got in abundance. Um, we've got plenty of good players and, you know, plenty of good players in all different positions. So um, competition for places is, is hot at the moment and, you know, everyone wants to start start round one. So I think everyone's obviously working hard towards that goal. And, um, you know, when it comes to the, uh, the internal games that we had early doors before um, lockdown ended, you know, everyone was wanting to leave their mark, you know, score, assist, obviously have a good game to, to impress the boss and, um, and ultimately now with, with new players coming in towards the back end of uh, pre-season, um, you know, it's been as, as competitive as ever. I think everyone's fighting for that spot. And if you, if you look at our squad, we've got plenty of players that, that certainly could start at a lot of, uh, a lot of A-League teams. Tell us about uh, the making, making the jump from semi-professional football to the A-League uh, initially at Brisbane Raw. What's that experience like going from a part-time environment to full-time? And what challenges did it present you initially? I think the biggest challenge was obviously being in the, the youth team. Um, I was there for about a year. I got told uh, I was getting old. Um, I was 18, I think. I got told I was getting on. and <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that was obviously difficult, not knowing that, you know, knowing how hard it is to get to the MP, uh, from the MPL to the A-League was, was something that was challenging because I, once I, you know, was released by Brisbane in the youth team, I thought that could be it potentially. You know, that might be my chance. Done, gone. Um, you hadn't seen many players go from the MPL to the A-League, but 
I think the biggest thing I just took with me was I had to work harder than the people around me. So, you know, when everyone else was in, at, you know, finished training, I'd stay out and do my extras. Obviously, um, I sort of try, I tried to train like a professional as well. Like I tried to train every day. I did. I went to the gym um, and trained even if my team didn't have training that night. Um, you know, because I thought, well, I thought were, you know, players that I was better than in the A-League, they're training five, six days a week and I'm training two or three in an NPL club. That's not enough. So I think that was the biggest challenge. But um, but then I guess the challenge then was to um, go out there and actually prove that I was worth, you know, an opportunity in the A-League and um, go out there and, you know, score my goals and, and um, you know, really, you know, make headlines, I suppose. And, um, you know, I was lucky that, you know, John did give me the chance to come back to Brisbane, um, something I'll be forever grateful for. But, yeah, look, it's, it's a tough time as well because I think a lot of players just get released from youth teams and then that's it for them. They, you know, go under the radar or you know, don't really kick on from there or go to the NPL and kick on. So uh, for me, that was the biggest challenge. Even with the kind of crazy numbers you racked up uh, in NPL Queensland, is there ever a time where you felt kind of disheartened, like no one's watching? Because sometimes I, I, want, I'm, I love the NPL, I commentate it, uh, but sometimes I wonder whether the teams are paying enough attention to the really talented players in those divisions. Obviously, you know, you did get your chance, but was there a time there where it seemed like it wasn't going to happen for you? I think so, especially in Queensland, I think with the 1A League team, um, mm. you know, being released from them, I thought that, you know, it'd be difficult to get back there. Um, obviously, it might be a bit different in, in New South Wales and Melbourne where you've got numerous A-League teams. And I think, you know, nowadays, you know, we're only talking three, four years later, but, you know, it's it's almost common for each team to sort of pick up an NPL player almost um, and give them that chance now, which is, is awesome to see. But, yeah, look, at times there was there was moments where I thought, you know, am I, am I even going to get noticed? Am I going to, you know, make that step into the A-League? But I just have to obviously keep believing and, you know, keep scoring goals. And, you know, that, that was the thing that I thought. I thought, you know, if, I, if I'm scoring goals consistently in the NPL and I'm scoring two, three, four goals a game, someone's going to have to have a look or, there's, you know, there's, something's going to have to happen, surely. And obviously, yeah, it did, luckily. You you mentioned um, being told you were getting on at 18. Um, you, you obviously, you're 23, so still very young at the moment, but... With that experience in the MPL uh, sphere still uh, very recent in, in your memory, is that something that you feel you can, even at a young age, you can really help uh, some of the younger boys at, at Western United now? I think we've, we've got a lot of, of great young talent. Um, Reese Bozanovsky, Ben Collins recently signing a, a scholarship deal as well. Adesu Bayou has already represented the Oli Roos. Is this something, uh, your experience, something you think uh, you can help some of those young boys with? Of course, I think, you know, being in the youth team, coming through, you think that that's it, you're just going to progress the, the first team. It's not the case. Um, and in a lot of cases, that doesn't happen. So, um, you know, even now for, for players on scholarships, you know, if they don't get their chance to play in the A-League, they don't impress, They you know, you can easily fall out of the A-League sort of system. So that makes it difficult. And, yeah, of course, I think that's something I can help with, I suppose. And um, I think, you know, the younger boys probably go to a bit bigger mentors, uh, Italian mentors potentially, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, look, um, obviously it's, it's difficult and I think you just have to glide your time and, and work hard and just I sort of, it's a cliche, trust the process, but just trust that each day you're working hard, um, you're ticking all those boxes um, properly and, you know, you'll get your chance and rewards. You mentioned a certain uh, Italian maestro in that answer. Uh, we've got to ask about him. Uh, what's it like training with Dia? Because we see the little bits and pieces, you know, the Instagram stories yeah. of him spinning, you know, footy balls into the goals from ridiculous angles and things. Is there always some sort of, you know, daily challenge or clinic he puts on? He's always, you know, whether it's trying to chip the keepers from halfway or whether he's 
18, at the edge of the 18-yard box trying to chip the keepers. You know, he's always trying different things and he's fantastic to play with. You know, he's a, you know, like he says, poiba or however you pronounce it, you know, <laughs> happy, happy vibes, happy life sort of thing. So he's always, you know, cheerful and, um, you know, loud and, you know, he's, he, you know, when he's in the change room, you know he's there. So um, he's got a big presence about him and on the, on the field he's a fantastic player and he's, he's a pleasure to play with and, you know, can find you in those um, situations where you think that you may not be on um, and he'll still try and pick that pass and find you. So you've always got to be ready, but, but yeah, he's fantastic. He's a, um, he's a funny character. He's a different character, but um, yeah, he's a good personality to have. Well, you're not without a, a sense of humor on the pitch yourself. Actually, we've seen it a few times, uh, grabbing people's <laughs> mullets or, uh, you know, a little bit of trash talk on the field doesn't, you know, doesn't uh, phase you. It, it seems. No, I think obviously if you, you ask most players that I've played against, they'll say I'm a, um, you know, not, not very nice to play with. And I'm a bit of a, uh, bit of an idiot to say, but look, I mean, on the field, I'm just trying to get the best out of myself. And if that's, you know, mucking around, you know, talking a bit of trash or touching someone's mullet that gets me fired up and, you know, sort of, I don't know. I think it's a way of me taking the pressure away from my game. I'm just sort of having a joke, having a laugh with old mate next to me, um, rather, you know, focusing on the last mistake that I've just made or focusing on, you know, what I've, you know, should have scored or should have not, have, you know, should have passed. So I think it's my way of sort of taking the, um, you know, taking myself away from the situation and just, you know, having a laugh, I suppose. <laughs> I love that. Um, on the pitch then, uh, getting out for your competitive debut for the club on the weekend. Firstly, how did it feel to, to pull on the colours in a, in a proper match for the first time? Uh, and secondly, how did you how did you feel come, uh, well, whatever it was, 70-odd minutes that, that you did play? Obviously, getting the win. Uh, what what was that whole uh, debut experience like, and and uh, what were your thoughts on your own performance? Um, yeah, obviously it was amazing to, to wear the green and black. Um, you know, putting on the jersey and, and walking out there with a bunch of boys that we've just done a you know tough sort of seventeen weeks of preseason with was just sort of exciting because you know it's a long preseason like you guys mentioned and um, it's it's a you know it's it's a roller coaster. You go through your tough days and yeah yeah your good days and you, you get smashed and get flogged, but then it's all worth it when you, you know, get to put on the jersey and, you know, play a competitive game and, you know, to get the win, that's most important. I know it was Western United's first ever FFA Cup game. So, um, you know, that's massive for the club. Um, you know, we're in the round of 32 now. Um, so we've got to kick on from there. But personally, you know, I thought I played well. I thought I ran the channels. Um, you know, I was lively. I thought I was dangerous. Um, you know, probably could have scored another day, but um, I'll try and save them for uh, Saturday. I want to return to the trash talk stuff. Nick's asking the serious questions here. I, I just want to know uh, who gives it back to you uh, in terms of your opponents or your teammates and so forth. Uh, who are the best uh, trash talkers that you've come up against in your time in the A-League? Well, in the A-League, um, Scott Jamison, he loves to oh, love okay. trash talk yep. and give you a little bit. Um, on the weekend, Matty Yernan was um, you know, having, a, having a little nibble at what I was saying as well. So I think everyone's sort of just does it, I suppose. It's um, it was really surprising actually because you don't see it as much in the NPL. In the NPL, it's more, you know, banter and more. I don't know. They don't. It's not not as much as that, especially considering you got you know full time pros that have played at a high level or you know fourteen, fifteen odd years in, in the A League professionally. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, yeah, like I said, it just gets me away from sort of my game and um, you know takes that sort of edge away. Uh, you know, it gives me that sort of edge and takes that pressure away. Have you got a go to line then? To, to, to lay if you you skin a centre back what do you, you come and clip uh, his ear on the way past or no nah, to be fair I don't initiate it a lot of the time <laughs> I think you know 
they'll, they'll come through. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it always happens. You know, a centre back goes through you and, you know, thinks you've gone down too easy and, you know, calls you a soft, you know, yada, yada. So, you know, you know, especially when I do an older centre back, I just, you know, give him the old, you know, if you had a set of legs, you'd get, you would have got that. But, um, <laughs> but you didn't. So, yeah, look, I don't initiate it. Uh, I mean, I don't mean to do it. It's just, like I said, it gives me that edge and it's sort of that, you know, what everyone th- talks about in white line fever, you know, you cross the line and you just, you're serious and you'll do what you need to do to, to, to get yourself going and, and obviously get the result. And then off the field, you know, I like to think I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Some of the most memorable nights in the, the club short history so far have come against Melbourne Victory. Uh, coming up to this Saturday, there must be a bit of buzz about the group to, to try and uh, write some more headlines. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we've got a, a quite relatively new squad as well. So do they, you know, we know they'll be better than they were last year. Um, they're a big club and, you know, we want to we want to beat them, obviously. You know, we want to have a, a good successful season and to, to do that, it starts at round one and um, it'll be a big game and, you know, Geelong's a, you know, a cool stadium. It's nice there. It's a, um, you know, it's not a home game for them. That's our home patch, um, you know, for a few rounds of the season. So we're excited. We can't wait. We know it'll be tough. We know they'll give us a game, but, um, you know, we're going to give our all. And um, like I said, it starts this weekend for us to have a successful season. John Aloisi has been saying that the, the group really does feel like Geelong is, um, you know, the that home that you mentioned for the first couple of weeks. Uh, you, you've had uh, the friendly there against Melbourne City, FFA Cup game now. Do you do you echo the words of uh, of of John as well, and and really feel uh, we were just talking obviously before we went live about um, I think it was both of our first times at the stadium and and how impressed we were with it. So is the is that a, a thing that the the group really feels that they enjoy playing in Geelong? I think so. I think you know notoriously speaking to the boys in the change room, they said that they've done quite well in Geelong. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, especially against the Melbourne teams, you know, if we play at Amy Park, it's a home game for City and Victory as well. So to sort of get away from Amy Park to, to take those games to Geelong when we play those teams is is massive for us and sort of gives us that home ground advantage and not sort of the both of us. So, of course, yeah, look, it's a, it's a fantastic stadium. It's, it's bigger than I thought it was and the pitch is, you know, good. And we started off there, you know, well with a, with a win against Newcastle. So, you know, hopefully we can continue that streak at, uh, in the Geelong Stadium. How do you feel the team is going to play this season? What kind of style of football can we expect? And what what is, uh, without giving away too much, of course, uh, what what has Johnny been drilling into you guys? I think we're going to be, we're going to be a very hardworking team. We're going to be, um, you know, working hard both on and off the ball, um, very attacking minded. um, And we're going to press, you know, we're going to work hard and we're going to, we're going to collectively press and we're going to, um, Mm. yeah, I think we're going to play an exciting brand of football, positive um, attacking brand of football that um, I think will get the fans excited. Plenty of talk about uh, a very high internal expectation heading into the season with round one now around the corner. How far can this team go this season? Yeah, I think all the way, obviously, that's the plan. You know, we don't set out to, to come, you know, third or fourth. You know, we set out to, to be successful and, um, and we're going to do the best we can. I think the players we've got, we've got very demanding personalities. Obviously, the boss and, and Foxy are, are very demanding. And then you've got, you know, big demanding personalities like Kilkenny, uh, Diamante, uh, Rizzo has been to a World Cup. Um, you know, we've brought in good quality foreigners too. So I think obviously this team is, like I said before, the depth is, is unbelievable. We've got, um, you know, depth everywhere and we've got good young players coming through, but we've also got, um, you know, the older experienced players that have, that have, that have played at a higher level for, for many years. So look, I think we're going to do really well this year. We're going to be successful and we're going to obviously give our all every week for the, uh, the, the, the team and um, yeah. 
You, you mentioned Foxy there just quickly. I mean, on one of our uh, lockdown shows uh, a couple of months ago, we were chatting to, to Kill Kenny and he, he was saying that uh, Hayden Fox being at Perth, at, uh, at Western United, uh, previously obviously at Perth Glory with him, was a major factor in moving to the club because he's such a detail-oriented assistant and you know picks up stuff that you wouldn't necessarily notice. Is that something you've experienced so far? Yeah, look, he's very detailed. He's very, um, very demanding. It's just the simple things, you know, like how you turn when you, you know, you might be defending a long ball, how you turn and how your hips move sort of thing. So he's very demanding and, um, you know, he's very detailed, you know, and to, to, to be successful, you need those one percenters and those details to, to click for you. And, you know, he's certainly bringing that. Being uh, a new coaching staff uh, as well, I think uh, John and and Hayden have, have worked together before, but obviously I, I guess you, you didn't have the experience of the, the previous coaching staff, but do you feel that there's, you know, that these new coaches are, are really sort of making their making their mark on the, on the team and stamping some authority and, and bringing a, a culture around the club as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, John's very detailed. He's, you know, he's got a clear identity of how he wants to play and a clear sort of picture and, um, he's very structured and, and it's awesome. It's good to obviously have that structure so everyone knows their roles. But, yeah, for sure, I think, um, you know, it's a big opportunity for, for us players as well, not only the coaching staff, to to really do well this season. And I think, um, yeah, the coaching staff's definitely bringing, you know, their sort of brand of football and implemented that. And everyone's buying in um, and that's the biggest thing. So looking longer term for you here in Melbourne at Western United, uh, what have uh, what are the goals you've set for yourself? What are your kind of career aspirations in the kind of medium term? Um, well, obviously, I'd like to score my double digits. Um, I want to score double digits. I want to um, score goals and influence games for the football club, and obviously, ideally, win you know win the league. I mean, you don't set out to not win the league. Um, and longer term, obviously, you know, I'd love to play for my country. I'd love to play in Europe like any young player grows up wanting to do so. But um, but I think, you know, the biggest thing for me now is just working hard in the short term to, to score my goals and, and be successful on the field in, in scoring goals and assisting goals and being influential. And that will help the team obviously be successful overall. Well, uh, judging by this morning, uh, I think the Socceroos could use a few goals. So uh, it might be soon. It might come sooner than you think, mate. Um we should probably let you go, Dylan. Uh, but before we do, do you have any messages to the Western United fans who are thinking about coming down on Saturday night to GMHBA Stadium? Of course, obviously, you know, to the fans, I know it's going to be a, a little bit of a drive, but, you know, we'll make it worth it. We'll be playing a uh, exciting, um, quality, positive, you know, attacking brand of football that will get you off your seats and excited. Um, you know, we're playing against a good opposition. So I think for round one, you know, get out there in numbers and support us. It's sort of a... Um, you know, new playing group, new coaching staff, and a, a new opportunity for us all to, to set out and do well. So um, the more the more fans we have there, the merrier. Nice one, mate. Uh, we'll catch up with you later on in the season. Best of luck for Saturday night, and welcome to the West. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.